At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Countdown with Keith Olbermann is a production of iHeartRadio. He was completely caught up in the fantasy, in the MAGA fantasy, because he really believed in the whole MAGA Pizzagate stolen election. If you go to Fox News, if you go on the Internet and you look at QAnon, you know he had all these theories. End quote. David DePappi's employer of six years, Frank Cicerelli, to The New York Times, the man who wanted to torture and assassinate Nancy Pelosi and did attack Paul Pelosi, was ardently MAGA. He thought reporters who would not confirm that the election had been stolen should be killed. He was convinced about Pizzagate, and he will apparently defend himself by blaming MAGA, QAnon, Fox News, the Internet, and Trump, and claiming vulnerability to conspiracy theories and misinformation. In fact, he will confess to being inspired to do what he did stochastically by all the forces at the beck and call of the Republican Party. The exact argument we have been making here since the attack. The exact arguments the Republicans have been dismissing 
in such a desperate and obvious effort to evade culpability when somebody finally did what they so wanted somebody to do that they had paid $227 million over the last four years for TV advertisements showing Pelosi being hunted, shot, and burned. MAGA, Fox News, QAnon, Pizzagate, Trump, case closed. If that is his defense, the Republicans will have to do better than their simple blanket denial. They will have to find somebody smarter than the RNC chair, Ronna McDaniel, who insists, quote, I think it's unfair. You can't see people saying, let's fire Pelosi or let's take back the House is saying, go do violence. It's just unfair. Senator John Cornyn brought up to Pappy's immigration status. Tucker Carlson continued to push the same kind of conspiracy theories that sent David DePappy into Nancy Pelosi's home with a hammer and zip ties. Byron York of the Washington Examiner, who is what passes for a deep thinker in conservative circles, said, checking lefty media, there are numerous references to the attempted assassination of Nancy Pelosi. Not sure what that means. There wasn't an attempted assassination of Nancy Pelosi. The thing that happened never happened, Byron York says. To this day, the Washington Examiner of Byron York insists that the man who called police to come get him a block away from Justice Brett Kavanaugh's home before he did something bad was guilty of Kavanaugh's, quote, attempted assassination. The Rand Think Tank reported that in the first eight months of 2020, its most recent period of study, domestic terrorism broke down thusly. 20% from the far left, 66% from the far right. Domestic terrorism, political violence, is an almost exclusively right-wing phenomenon, yet right-wingers don't just contest this, don't just dismiss this, don't just mock this. They seem to genuinely believe they are both right and not hypocritical. How? How can they do this? Conservatism wrote a classical music composer named Frank Wilhoit four years ago, consists of exactly one proposition, to wit, there must be in-groups whom the law protects but does not bind, alongside out-groups whom the law binds but does not protect. That's it. It is the political catch-22. When I do it, it's my right. When you do it, it's a crime. The anti-abortion Republicans who paid for their girlfriend's abortions. Marjorie Taylor Greene lecturing on patriotism when she tried to overthrow the government and threaten the life of the Speaker of the House. And, of course, Trump, his entire life. It is the conservatives' universal solvent, their magic bullet, the all-you-can-eat-forever buffet. When Peter Navarro was arrested for contempt of Congress, he was outraged that they actually took him to jail. Quote, I served in the Trump White House for four years, he told the judge. I saved millions of lives. When Navarro was arrested, the lame duck, lame brain Congressman Louis Gohmert of Texas said... If you are a Republican, you can't even lie to Congress or lie to an FBI agent or they're coming after you. When Justice Alito wrote the leaked decision overturning Roe v. Wade because he believes it is the state killing people, he quoted Sir Matthew Hale, a 17th century British jurist who literally presided at a witch hunt trial that literally resulted in the state killing people, two women, 
When a jury laughed John Durham out of the courtroom in the Sussman case, William Barr insisted Durham had won because he brought out the truth about Hillary Clinton. Black Lives Matter protesters are terrorists and rioters, but the January 6th rioters who breached the Capitol during the literal peaceful transition of power were just tourist patriots. The gun-obsessed punk Rittenhouse was simply defending an endangered used car lot in a different state. Another observer pointed out that the essence of the 21st century Republican Party is simple. You can't tell us what to do. Masks during COVID? No. You can't tell us what to do. Vaccines? No, you can't tell us what to do. Obeying the laws? You can't tell us what to do. We tell you what to do. Life is simple when the law exists to protect you and expose them. Consider the internet meme starring the Dunning-Kruger dropout Steven Crowder sitting outdoors at a card table at Texas Christian University, smugly raising a coffee mug to his lips, a sign draped over the table in front of him reading, Male privilege is a myth. Change my mind. As if there were a mind to change. The photo is four years old, and it made Crowder famous, or it might have, if it had not been such an invitation to the rest of the world to Photoshop the image, or hell, just rewrite it on their iPhone app, so that you erase the male privilege is a myth part and write in its place anything, anything at all. But you make sure you leave the part about change my mind. Most people have simply gone with something like every Republican accusation is a confession. And then you leave the second line, so you have this Crowder clown sitting behind a table at TCU, smugly lifting his coffee mug while the sign reads, Every Republican accusation is a confession. Change my mind. And it works, of course, because nearly every Republican accusation is a confession. As we are seeing again in the reactions to David DePappy, MAGA, and the Pelosi's. Why? Who does this? Who accuses people of things they do themselves? If you, normal, non-conservative person, have a skeleton in your closet, or even, no, you just have a closet without skeletons where you keep your own boring personal life that's nobody's business, you do not spend the rest of the time accusing people of doing what you've actually done, let alone accusing people of doing what you've actually done and demonizing it and maybe running for office on a promise to make it illegal or give life sentences to people who do it or to execute them or 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 this happens every week republicans overturning roe v wade and they have left a trail of wives and girlfriends and mistresses who they pressured to get abortions in this world in this area herschel walker is like his own industry but he's not alone the GOP nominee in the Oregon 6, Mike Erickson, alleged to have driven his ex-girlfriend to an ATM, withdrawn 300 bucks, and then taken her to a clinic to get an abortion. We now call this doing a Herschel. Tim Murphy, the, quote, pro-life Republican congressman from Pennsylvania, resigned from Congress in 2017 after his mistress, half his age and married, revealed he had demanded she get an abortion. 2013, Republican Representative Scott Desjardins of Tennessee, abortion for the mistress. Two abortions for the ex-wife. One for the previous mistress, who was also his patient. That's right, he was her doctor. And we know all this detail because he taped himself talking her into getting the abortion. Which one? Which her? I've read the story 227 times. I still can't tell which one. Elliot Broidy, deputy finance chairman of the Republican National Committee. Trump 
backer, gets a Playboy Playmate pregnant, has crazy Trump's old lawyer, Michael Cohen, pay for the abortion. Or maybe it was Trump or somebody else, and Broidy just took the fall, which is dumb because we already know Trump wanted his second wife to get an abortion because Trump said so. Trump's head of refugee resettlement prevented immigrants who needed abortions from getting them, including a 17-year-old rape victim. That guy once drove his own girlfriend to the clinic for her abortion. And on and on and on. And I'm not even emphasizing Herschel Walker. And this hypocrisy is not just about abortions. Tucker Carlson, fighting against trans athletes, praising the Hungarian dictator Orban's attempts to repress gays, still insisting the Republican-inspired murderous attack on Nancy Pelosi's husband had to be some people doing gay something. And in his college yearbook, Carlson claimed to have been a member of a society named after the man who assassinated the gay political icon Harvey Milk and the mayor of San Francisco in 1978. And Carlson's published a video online that he says is about declining masculinity, and it's nothing but shirtless guys wrestling, shooting jugs of canola oil with a machine gun and chopping wood, and one guy is shown naked, arms triumphantly outstretched above his head, airing out his privates in front of what is either an infrared lamp or a charging station for an electric car! As the prominent gay activist and terrific Star Trek actor George Takei wrote in retweeting that video, quote, This is so gay, unquote. I know I'm going to take heat for this next statement. I know it is going to harm me professionally. I know your confidence in my judgment may be shaken by it. Nevertheless, I believe that Tucker Carlson and the other conservatives and fascists have been giving us mixed messages. There, I said it. Mixed messages. But why? Why is every Republican accusation a confession? Why all-knowing Crowder Photoshop meme? Finally, I turned to my friend of 25 years, a therapist. Doctor, why do these people who get abortions for their mistresses or hire gay hookers or do coke in the bathroom, why are they the ones who are the most loud, the most angry, the most vindictive about trying to criminalize abortion? about trying to punish homosexuality, about trying to send people to jail for life for doing drugs. Why? And her answer was not what I expected. I had studied some of this stuff in college, and I assumed, as maybe you still assume, that it was projection or compensation or a desire maybe to get caught, maybe even to get help, or anything else that was psych-speak for every Republican accusation is a confession. Nope. Nope, not at all. Call it the scoreboard theory of personal behavior. As she put it to me, say you have been taught since childhood that sex out of wedlock is wrong and abortion is wrong, and you've had sex out of wedlock like 350 times, and there have been half a dozen pregnancies, and you've talked the women into and paid for half a dozen abortions. And you're a conservative congressman or a conservative running for the Senate, and your constituents are every day getting a little lighter on that forgiveness of the Lord stuff, but a little heavier on the wrath of God stuff. And to make it worse for your sanity, maybe you really believe sex out of wedlock is wrong and abortion is wrong, and yet here you are 
the neighborhood distributor of sex out of wedlock and of abortions in your own congressional district. Your unconscious, my shrink explains, hits on an ingenious solution. You have 350 sexes out of wedlock and six abortions on your scoreboard. Well, you can make that number irrelevant. You can virtually wipe it away, make it look like nothing. Simply act and talk and legislate 3,000 anti-abortion things. Persecute the doctors. Encourage the neighbors to rat out people who help women in need. Accuse the other side of killing viable infants after birth. Or take it to the final step. Accuse them of pedophilia and eating babies. And run for office on a platform of exposing those secret baby torture chambers in the basements of the pizza restaurants that not only don't have torture chambers, but they don't even have basements. And David DePappy still believes this crap. Me? I can't be an adulterer and an abortionist. Maybe once or twice or 356 times. I made a simple human error that God long ago forgave me for. But look, I've closed a thousand abortion clinics and I've forced a thousand women to give birth. And I've accused a thousand liberals of eating babies. That's 3,000 to 356. See, on the scoreboard... I am so anti-abortion, it is as if those abortions I paid for never happened. 3,000 to just 356. And that, my shrink said, is the gist of it. So when we go back to the denial of the possibility that decades of demonizing Nancy Pelosi and showing TV commercials in which she is chased, shot, and burned could possibly be the reason that somebody went to her house to try to torture and kill her. And we go back to every Republican accusation is a confession. Change my mind. We are, in fact, wrong in one respect only. Every Republican accusation is more like 100 confessions. Still ahead, Lindsey Graham has to testify in Georgia, and there is more to Elon Musk's bid to monetize Twitter verification. In fact, it is effectively blackmail. The Republican running for governor of Wisconsin comes out and says that if he wins, no Republican will ever lose another race there. Guess how he intends to do that? How do you fix basketball's Kyrie Irving anti-Semitism problem? Well, by changing his team's coach, naturally. And the continuing prostitution of CNN by the right-wingers running it now looks so familiar to me because I saw it attempted at MSNBC in 2003. I'll tell you the story of the day I quit Countdown and called the car to take me home after they tried to force me to run a commentary by the infamous Michael Savage. That's next. This is Countdown. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Countdown with Keith Oberman. Still ahead on Countdown, the NBA has the perfect response to the Kyrie Irving anti-Semitism disaster. Fire his team's coach. Looks like the Oakland A's are moving, and you know who should be moving? Andrea Mitchell off MSNBC. Worst persons ahead. First, in each edition of Countdown, we feature a dog in need whom you can help. Every dog has its day. Hex is a gorgeous one-year-old German shepherd with big ears, even for a shepherd. She is on death row at DeVore, California, because she did not like a dog she encountered in the pound. Yet she had gotten along fine with the strange dog she was kenneled with. We can save her with pledges to help defray the costs of a rescue, pulling her out. She could also use a family in California willing to foster her. If you can help, Hex will be the pinned tweet on my account for dogs in need. Tom Jumbo Grumbo, your pledge, big or small, to get her out will be gratefully welcomed. If you can foster, that would be even better still. Your retweet of Hex's story will also be of immeasurable help. Thank you for that help. Postscripts to the news, some headlines, some insights, some snark, and now we are adding some predictions. Dateline Washington Supreme Court actually rules against Senator Lindsey Graham. He does have to testify to the Fulton County Grand Jury investigating Trump's attempt to falsify the 2020 election results in Georgia. He is scheduled to testify November 17th. Plus, Trump Chief of Staff Mark Meadows was pinning his hopes on not testifying on a decision in Graham's favor. So out that goes. 
prediction. Graham now appeals the Supreme Court verdict to the United Federation of Planets. Dateline Madison, Wisconsin. Ever since the Scott Walker days, Wisconsin has been ground zero for Republican efforts to maintain permanent control of a state and then a nation by gerrymandering districts and overruling any executive they disagreed with by means of special legislation. Well, now their Republican gubernatorial candidate in Wisconsin, Tim Michaels, has said that quiet part out loud in audio obtained and provided by the liberal group American Bridge. Michaels said it at a campaign stop Monday. Republicans will never lose another election in Wisconsin after I'm elected governor. No context. We don't really need one. Michaels has insisted if elected, he may try to decertify the 2020 presidential vote just to please El Duche himself. Let me hear Tim Michaels one more time. Republicans will never lose another election in Wisconsin after I'm elected governor. Because there'll never be another election in Wisconsin after he's elected governor. Dateline Washington, Liz Cheney says the January 6th committee is discussing how it wants Trump to testify. Quote, we have not made determinations about format, but it will be done under oath. It will be done over multiple days. Prediction? Trump is not going to testify. Even if the Democrats keep the House, he will dare the Department of Justice to prosecute him. Dateline Seoul, South Korea. The latest number of fatalities in the Halloween crush there Saturday night is 153. The BBC is reporting that the first calls to police warning of dangerous overcrowding in the narrow streets where the celebration was taking place came four hours before the nightmare unfolded and there were 11 calls made and essentially ignored. And Dateline San Francisco, first Elon Musk decided to demand $20 a month for account verification, blue checks as they're known. Then the author Stephen King roasted him and Musk actually asked if King would instead pay $8 a month. We all know what you are. We're now just haggling over the price, Elon. Eventually, Musk tried to position this as some sort of populist message, quote, Twitter's current lords and peasants system for who has or doesn't have a blue check mark is BS. Power to the people, blue, for $8 a month. You will also get priority in replies, mentions, and search, and ability to post long video and audio. In other words, pay Amy $8 a month, or we'll not only take away your blue check, but we will shadow ban you. It's blackmail, and it could get worse. Musk could easily threaten to take somebody's verification away and sell that verification to somebody else. Musk also applauded a tweet from somebody named Brent Winton, who seems to misunderstand why those of us with the blue checks value them, quoting, Lords who have been knighted by the Twitter verification wand are upset that the proles will be able to buy status. Has nothing to do with status. It's about other people impersonating you and writing anything and putting your name on it. If people like this Winton are jealous of a verification mark, that's their emotional problem. There are several even more stupid elements to this. Elon Musk explained to Stephen King that he can't rely on advertisers alone to pay the Twitter bills. There are about 300,000 verified Twitter users. If 10% of them pay that $8 a month, that will earn Twitter almost $3 million a year. Even if they all paid, that would be $30 million a year. Relying on advertising, Twitter is currently taking in revenue of $5 billion a year. 
And the response to the chaos? IPG Marketing, which advises major companies like American Express, Spotify, and Johnson & Johnson, has advised all of its clients to pause all advertising on Twitter. And Musk's reliance on investment from Saudi Arabia, Qatar, and China has, according to the Washington Post, led the U.S. Treasury Department to look into whether it has the right to investigate and maybe hold up the purchase because that purchase might give foreign nationals access to the personal info of users in this country. Nice work, Elmo. This is Sports Center. Wait, check that. Not anymore. This is Countdown with Keith Olbermann. In sports, World Series resumed in Philly last night. Once again, home runs, nothing but home runs. Literally, we've crossed 1,000 World Series home runs now. Not just this year. I gave up after Lance McCullers of the Astros became the first pitcher ever to give up five homers in a series game, or in fact, any postseason game. And Astros manager Dusty Baker, who is beloved universally, but who has been since 1992 a notoriously mediocre in-game manager, left McCullers in to face the Phillies for a third time through the batting order. I think the final score was Phillies 73, Astros just watching. I know people get tired of people being tired of too many home runs. I first complained about it circa 1987. The great writer Ring Lardner was driven away from baseball because he thought there were too many home runs in 1920. But it's just so boring and repetitive. And don't tell me, oh, that kid in right field who dropped Brandon Marsh's homer last night, that was such a human moment, and then the Phillies gave him the ball. If the kid Ty Cooner just waits long enough, there'll be like three more homers hit to him. The other baseball, in another tradition as old as time itself, looks like the Oakland A's will be moving and moving to Las Vegas. Commissioner Manfred telling interviewers a new ballpark in Oakland, quote, just doesn't look like it's going to happen. And more importantly, he says baseball's owners would waive a relocation fee if the A's were to move to Nevada. Such a move would eliminate Vegas as a place for an expansion team and the $2 billion it would net the other owners. The A's moved from Philadelphia, where they started, to Kansas City in 1955 and to Oakland in 1968 and to Denver in 1977, 78, 79, only to have those last three moves blocked by the other owners. And how has the NBA responded to Brooklyn Nets star Kyrie Irving and his implied threat of anti-Semitic violence after he was challenged for having endorsed an anti-Semitic book and movie? And the protesters showed up wearing fight anti-Semitism shirts sitting right behind the Brooklyn bench. What did the NBA do about it? The Nets yesterday parted ways with their coach, Steve Nash. Kyrie Irving then went out with the new coach and missed all six three-pointers he tried. He scored a total of four points. The Nets lost to the Chicago Bulls 108-99. Nets general manager Sean Marks then informed media that Kyrie Irving would not be available for interviews after the game. Quote, we don't want to cause more fuss right now. Let's let him simmer down, Marks said. Unquote. Sure, great idea. Let's let him sit him simmer down. Simmer down for five or ten seasons. Suspend him. Coming up, 
What are they doing at CNN? Preparing to protect their profits even if this country goes full fascist? I was an eyewitness when MSNBC tried this in 2003 and I had to walk off the set to keep them from forcing me to run a Michael Savage commentary in the middle of the countdown. I'll tell you that story. First, it's the daily roundup of the miscreants, morons, and Dunning-Kruger effect specimens who constitute today's worst persons in the world. The bronze, Congressman Jim Jordan with a four-word tweet, quote, make America safe again. Given the cult's obsession with acronyms, make America safe again would be MASA. MASA, as in every cliche from every story ever about American slavery. And make America safe again for whom, Jim? For the Pelosi's? For the wrestlers? The bronze draws Mehmet Oz, fascist candidate for Senate from Pennsylvania. The Washington Post caught him cooking the research books and getting banned for two years from publishing in the Journal of the American Association for Thoracic Surgery. But for my money, the Post buried its lead. It reports that Oz tried to get his old boss, Eric Rose, chief of cardiac surgery at Columbia University, to cover up the puppy story. Quoting, about three weeks ago, Rose said Oz reached out after years of not being in touch and asked him to say publicly that Oz did not bear responsibility for alleged inhumane treatment of puppies that occurred as part of medical research Oz oversaw. Rose said he declined Oz's request because it felt like a political favor. He killed puppies, cruelly. But our winner, Andrea Mitchell of MSNBC. I'm sorry. She was one of the greats. She gave us at MSNBC credibility 15 and 20 years ago when most people at NBC laughed at us. But this is out of control. Yesterday, she literally both sized the attack on the Pelosi's. Quoting her, let me just repeat, the Republicans have been targeted, Andrea Mitchell said yesterday. Quote, there have been death threats. Adam Kinzinger, Liz Cheney memorably could barely campaign in Wyoming in public. You know, Susan Collins, talk about the protection of one's home. So it's both sides, unquote. Susan Collins called the cops because two women had written a pro-choice message on the public sidewalk outside the Collins home. And the death threats that Republicans Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney got that Andrea Mitchell brought up as if she was the only one who knew about them, they were from other Republicans who were enraged because Kinzinger and Cheney would not defend Trump. Andrea Mitchell seems to have no idea that any of this is true. She seems lost on the air. She has been doing it this way for weeks, for months, maybe a year. She is providing a disservice to her audience and to journalism and to herself. Sad to say she needs to retire today, and if she won't, MSNBC needs to remove her. Andrea Mitchell, today's worst person in the world. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. to the number one story on the countdown and my favorite topic, me and things I promised not to tell. And I've been warning you about CNN and Chris Licht, the former Joe Scarborough hitman, who when we worked together at MSNBC, I used to think ate paste. He was hired to run CNN by its new right-wing owners to neutralize CNN. A MAGA breaks into Nancy Pelosi's home, nearly kills her husband, plans to hold her hostage until she tells him some sort of truth. CNN has on Kentucky fascist Congressman James Comer to respond, and he explains people in both parties should tone down the rhetoric. And then he segues into the GOP plan to investigate Hunter and James Biden because that sure tones down the rhetoric. Almost every night, Chris Licht has this idiot Scott Jennings on in primetime. He's a conservative. He didn't like what a liberal commentator sitting next to him on the stage was saying. So he said of him, quote, tell you what, man, do you have a single friend? Absolute jerk. I'll repeat my point. This is no boating accident. The reason Glick is in charge of CNN is virtually every mainstream media organization in this country has already had the meeting they had at CNN. Let's discuss how if America goes fully fascist in 2025 or earlier, We can still protect this company's profits. I say this not merely because I know most of the people running the mainstream media organizations, but because these conversations have already happened, and they happened long ago. Largely because the first not-white-guy president was elected just seven years and two months after 9-11. We forget how seriously and terrifyingly we already have teetered on the edge of full-fledged fascism here after the attacks on the World Trade Center and the Pentagon. 9-11 happened between my two tenures at MSNBC, but I returned a year and a half after it happened. 
And by then, the place I went back to work had already hired a sort of Alex Jones prototype radio host named Michael Savage, and it was slowly trying to build him into the host of a weeknight show. Savage was a homophobe, plus an equal opportunity bigot. His real name was Michael Weiner, and all you need to know about him is that he was a Weiner who pretended he was a savage. What happened to him when they tried to stick him into primetime, and what he said that led to his firing, and the blowing up of the Let's Out Fox Fox News plan of the then NBC chairman and CEO Bob Wright, is a great story I will relish telling you in a moment. But first, a little context to this. MSNBC and Fox News launched within weeks of each other in 1996. And for a while, in fact, until I left MSNBC in December 1998, we were ahead of Fox in many time periods, though CNN crushed us both. Then Fox ascended, then came 9-11, and then Bob Wright thought he saw his opportunity. All you need to know about him is that after he left the position of running NBC, he became a contributor to Fox Business. At MSNBC, Wright gave Oliver North his own show and Laura Ingram her own show. He had given a program to Alan Keyes, a Republican who somehow managed to lose Senate races in two different states and washed out three different times in Republican presidential primaries. His MSNBC show consisted of him giving speeches. Though he was alone in a studio with no audience, Alan Keyes could not break himself of his habit of spraying the room with his eyes. The viewer at home would see him looking off camera to his left, then looking at the camera, then looking off camera to the right. He went back and forth like a sprinkler. I remember once looking at him and yelling at the TV, Hey, Al, over here, I'm the one in the middle. Bob Wright also brought in Joe Scarborough, long before Scarborough knew how to disguise much of his fascism. Bob Wright fired Phil Donahue, Although, to be fair, that was really more about money than it was about politics. But he replaced Donahue's show with what was supposed to be a high-speed, slightly right-leaning newscast produced by a Fox News refugee. It was called Countdown with Sam Donaldson. And needless to say, the right-leaning idea went horribly, horribly wrong after they changed it to Countdown with Keith Olbermann. MSNBC's lineup was remarkably unstable at that time. I had hosted its 8 p.m. show from October 1st, 1997 through the beginning of December 1998, and then I left to go back to sports and baseball at Fox. Then the 8 p.m. hour was hosted by John Hockenberry for three months. Then Ollie North got his shot. A month later, they started having rotating liberals co-host with Ollie North. In April 1999, it became North and Paul Begala, that was five shows in five months. In May, they cut North and Begala to half an hour. In June, they canceled them and replaced them with a half-hour Ann Curry documentary. In early 2000, Curry was expanded to an hour, but then in May, Curry was replaced by Lori Dew. In August 2000, they started their version of Dateline called MSNBC Investigates. In September, they cut that show to four days a week and launched a vanished white woman of the week show actually called Missing Persons with Diane Diamond, which they canceled after one episode. And then they put MSNBC Investigates back on. Then they canceled that a month later to make room for a newscast with Forrest Sawyer. Then after the uncertainty of the 2000 election, they refocused that as Decision 2000 with Forrest Sawyer. 
In January 2001, they canceled Forrest Sawyer and put MSNBC Investigates back on for the third different time. Then in July, they moved the news with Brian Williams from 9 p.m. to 8 p.m. Then the next September, they moved Brian to CNBC and instead launched Phil Donahue's show in the 8 p.m. MSNBC slot. Then in March 2003, they off Donahue. They started Countdown originally with Lester Holt, Pat Buchanan, and Bill Press. Then after the war started and there wasn't anything to count down to anymore, they hired me to host Operation Iraqi Freedom. And after one week of that show, they launched Countdown with Keith Olbermann. That's 20 different shows or formats in four years and four months. So Bob Wright's next primetime ideas, and you got to give him this much, He had a lot of primetime ideas, and virtually all of them made it onto TV. His next set of ideas was a primetime lineup of me doing the news at 8, then Scarborough at 9, then Jesse Ventura at 10, and then this Michael Savage character. They began this plot by giving Savage his own show an hour every Saturday afternoon on March 8, 2003. Everybody agreed it was crap. On radio, Savage sounded kind of threatening, I guess, a kind of red meat fascist. But on TV, taking calls from viewers in a tiny little cramped looking studio somewhere in the Bay Area, he looked small and whiny and kvetchy, and he was wearing a bad toupee and a suit that was far worse than that. When I was negotiating my return to MSNBC in 2003, I got the executive in charge of primetime to put it in my contract that Michael Savage would never appear on my newscast in any form unless it was an obituary. Open and shut. But then on Friday, April 25th, 2003, I came into work. We were about a month into the show. And there in the computer rundown of my newscast was a pre-recorded Michael Savage commentary. As soon as he saw I was in the office, the executive producer they had hired from Fox, a cross-eyed chain smoker named Dennis Murray, pushed his way into my office and said, we have to run a Michael Savage commentary. There's also a mandatory Matt Drudge soundbite. This is per Phil Griffin, so don't think you can call Phil to get it dropped. He's not in New York. He's not reachable. And he left. I called my agent. I told her the story, and I matter-of-factly asked, if they don't drop it, I have to walk out, don't I? Mind you, she had just exhausted herself negotiating my extremely unlikely return to MSNBC. She didn't flinch. Of course you have to walk out. But first, call Phil Griffin's office and tell him you're leaving. Give him a chance. It'll help when you sue them. It was breach of contract. I find dramatic, life-changing, and potentially costly stuff like that is usually way easier if you have the high moral ground. So I called Griffin's office. His assistant said he was in Washington in meetings and could not be reached. I said, well, you should reach somebody there. Tell them, I just called a car to take me home because my contract says you can't put Michael effing Savage on my newscast and somebody just did. Nice working with you all and tell Phil to give me a call sometime. Sometime was three minutes later. Griffin, who frequently panicked, outdid himself on this call. You you would really walk out, buddy? I said it was in the contract. I was putting my pens and books in a box as we spoke. Uh, 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 uh. I told him he was repeating himself. Finally, he said, okay, uh, okay, uh, 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 okay, buddy. Can you just, can you look at the commentary and and find me a reason, uh, uh, a reason that isn't about politics, uh, why it shouldn't run? I said, you mean like video quality or racist language or something? Phil Griffin's voice brightened. Yeah, good, racist language or something. That'd be great. Call me back. 
The executive producer and I went to the video edit suite where a guy named Brendan Omelia was cutting out the time Savage had stumbled or flubbed while recording this nonsense. First of all, I said to the ex-Fox guy who was the producer, Michael Savage is wearing a brown shirt and a brown tie on top of his brown shirt. He is literally dressed like a Hitler brown shirt. The editor, Omelia, played the whole video for me, and as I dialed Phil Griffin's cell, I started laughing. I said, even for racist, homophobic crap, this thing makes no sense. He just keeps saying, George W. Bush is right because George W. Bush because he's right. He looks small and whiny and convection. and he's got a bad toupee and a worse suit. We wouldn't run this as a soundbite in his obituary, and the lighting is terrible, and he's dressed as a brown shirt. Apparently that was enough. Phil Griffin ordered the piece dropped from my show. I think they ran it on Scarborough show at 9 p.m. In fact, I think I might be wrong. They ran two or three savage commentaries on Scarborough shows. I know they intended to. God knows I never watched Scarborough show. Happily, this was about the time Michael Savage ended his own TV career. On Saturday, July 5th, 2003, show 15 out of a series of checks notes, 15... Michael Savage was on the air live on MSNBC when a caller baited him about gays. Savage replied, quote, so you're one of them sodomists. Are you a sodomite? The caller said, yes. Oh, you're one of them sodomites. Continuing the quote, you should only get AIDS and die, you pig. How's that? Why don't you see if you can sue me, you pig? You got nothing better to put me down, you piece of garbage. You have nothing better to do today. Go eat a sausage and choke on it. Get trichinosis. End quote and Michael Savage. And by the way, that quote that I just read, that was way better than the commentary they had had him record for Countdown. Two days later on Monday, Eric Sorensen, the president of MSNBC, and he was president of all the boring things Bob Wright didn't want to be bothered with at MSNBC, Eric Sorensen fired Michael Savage. Sorensen, for whom I worked in Los Angeles in local news and who consulted on my show on current TV as recently as 2011, took me for a drink because he needed to tell somebody what happened next after he fired Michael Savage. As soon as the Savage firing was announced, Sorensen said, the phone rang in his office and it was Bob Wright, the chairman of NBC. Did you have to fire him, Eric? Wright asked in his nasal Long Island accent. And Sorensen said, he answered, yes. I literally had to. I had to fire him. Remember the clause in his contract? There are 40 phrases he's not allowed to use on the show. It literally says if you say any of the following 40 things, you will be automatically fired for cause and get no money. Remember? Remember what number four on that list is? Number four is, quote, I hope you get AIDS and die, unquote. And then he said, I hope you get AIDS and die. Bob, I literally had to fire him. I had to fire him. It's in the contract. Eric Sorensen told me there was a long pause on the other end of the phone. And then Bob Wright said, in anticipation of all that we have seen in television news since, all the meetings about what happens if the country goes fully fascist and NBC and CNN and CBS and ABC all want to protect their profits and do the devil's work. Bob Wright said after a long pause, to Eric Sorensen, who had just fired Michael Savage because it was in the contract, Bob Wright said softly and sadly, but Eric, did you have to fire him?
I've done all the damage I can do here. Thanks for listening. Follow the podcast if you can. Tell a friend. We're number one among non-news outlets in news and political podcasts. But I'm greedy. More, 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 more. Here are the credits. Most of the music, including our theme from Beethoven's Ninth, was arranged, produced, and performed by Brian Ray and John Philip Chanel. They are the Countdown Musical Directors. All orchestration and keyboards by John Philip Chanel. Guitars, bass, and drums by Brian Ray. Produced by TKO Brothers. Other Beethoven selections have been arranged and performed by the group No Horns Allowed. The sports music is the Olbermann theme from ESPN2, and it was written by Mitch Warren Davis and appears courtesy of my friends at ESPN, Inc. Musical comments from Nancy Faust, the best baseball stadium organist ever. Our announcer today was Stevie Van Zant, and that means everything else is pretty much my fault. So that's Countdown for this, the 666th day since Donald Trump's first attempted coup against the democratically elected government of the United States. Arrest him now while we still can. 666, as if every day with Trump weren't satanic enough. A new episode tomorrow, and until then, I'm Keith Olbermann. Good morning, good afternoon, good night, and good luck. Countdown with Keith Olbermann is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.